Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. Welcome to the AA Show, the Almost Albany Show. My name is BK, this is February 8th edition. Recording actually on the February 8th. It's like uh, 5.48 in the morning right now. 5.48? Uh, boy, why am I doing up so early? Well, uh, I passed out early yesterday. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm saying this every week now. I, I'm exhausted from travel and uh, other things. Um, it was a bit of a pain out here, by the way. Uh, there was a huge, huge, huge snowstorm over the weekend in Seattle. I wasn't here when it started, but I got here late after the snow came and went uh i was in new york all over the weekend that's why i said almost albany not in albany new york but almost there i was in new york city for the weekend um and then uh, the plane got delayed uh coming back on monday i was supposed to land at 10 in the morning or so pacific time after leaving uh six seven in the morning but then um, i ended up getting here uh just before three o'clock in the afternoon and then the, i didn't know that the flight was that long it's six hours and 20 minutes on the way back and on the way there it's four hours and 30 minutes with a tailwind so um that helped but um yeah i got back on monday i just passed out and then tuesday went back to work uh driving was a little bit of a pain I don't have a CRV anymore. I don't have an all-wheel drive. I miss that car. I, I miss that car dearly in the weather like this. And also, you know, work just catching up and everybody's just messaging you. Like, wait, wait, where are you? Where are you? Please respond. Wait, 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 why aren't you answering me? And I'm like, dude, there's a snow up here. And then like, yeah, granted, you, you're not going to follow every news and the weather that's going on in every office. But granted, given the fact that that happened, <clears throat> you know. My responses are slow. I didn't have my, the internet was down when I came back, and some people had their power out, so we couldn't really work remotely either. You know, even when I had the laptop at home, so that happened. And yesterday, I had to go watch the uh, last night. I went to go see the WWE uh, SmackDown Live Plus Two Hundred Five Live. They were taping. Uh, that was fun. So uh, we went and got drunk and started chanting stupid stuff as always hey that's a point of going to these events you know you get drunk and you yell stupid shit that's fun yeah but the kids are around yeah kids no you know kids kids aren't stupid there's a one kid behind me by the way i'm gonna talk about the event first this kid you know like john cena it was the main event was like john cena versus randy orton which is like going back to 2009 2010 when they're wrestling like every freaking weekend and this kid's like, Orton sucks, Cena's awesome. And then all the adult guys, as always, go like, yeah, 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 but Cena, man, like, he, he wins everything every time. Randy hasn't won. Randy's a 12-time champ. Cena's already a 16-time champ. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. And then I just yell back, Cena sucks over and over. And then it's a lot of fun just doing that stuff, you know. And then, uh, yeah, so it was, we were doing that stuff. And then uh, going to a wrestling event again. Uh, I, this is my second event. I'm going in about, oh, less than three months because I was at the NXT TakeOver in Toronto uh, for the Survivor Series weekend. And then uh, just going to New York, we're, me and uh, a couple friends were talking about, hey, uh, maybe I should come for the SummerSlam because it's in Brooklyn again this year. You know, it's, it has become, like, their SummerSlam venue for WWE. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll come for the weekend again, like, Saturday and Sunday and then head back Monday. And at least in August, there's not going to be a snowstorm that's going to blocking it. So anyways, that happened. Back to the snowstorm thing. And uh, I'm going backwards in chronological order here. Um, so snowstorm sucked because uh, they didn't say 
that the uh, plane was delayed until I got up like five in the morning uh, on Monday. It's, so I was like, I got up and I was about to head to the airport and they're like, your plane got delayed uh, three hours or so. And then I was like, wow, thanks for telling me. And then I kind of, uh, you know, you just like started chilling and then hang on a second. And then, you know, just mingle around, do nothing and then just watch HBO uh, and then... And then it became like 8 o'clock. And then I was like, all right, plane leaves at 9.55. I think there's a plenty of time. And then I left and then everybody else in the place was like, uh, I think you're risking it. It's like, ah, you know what? YOLO, if I miss a flight, I miss a flight. It's already late anyway. So I got the I got the lift and then he started going. 8.30, 8.40. I was like, ah, oh, man, it's going to take 50 minutes to go from Midtown to uh, JFK. And I'm like, all right. All right, the weather is really nice. And then I'm like, well, if I miss it, I miss it. I'll just stick around for a little bit. I'll pay $200 to go to get another flight or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then uh, I got to the airport and I got to the TSA security line at 9.10. <laughs> and then I was like, oof, uh, security line looks a little long. It's Monday. A lot of people travel on Monday, especially the business travelers or the consultants, as my friend Hen Haynes would say. So I was like, all right, all right. And then uh, I got through. And then I ran through the terminal, Terminal 8, and then the gate was 35. So I had, in the Terminal 8, Gate 35, you have to walk through this, like, runway, stairway, or whatever. And they had a promotion for the 24 Legacy all over the place. And you hear the clickety-click, tech-tack thing going like, dee, 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 dee. and then I'm running through it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, how, t how timely fitting is this thing? I should have Instagram storied this thing. It's like, oh, my God, I, I, look, I'm... I, I, I'm I'm Jack Bauer. I'm Jack Bauer. We got a blackjack this year, and I, I can we get a yellow jack or something? Jesus! And then I, I ran through it, and then I got to the gate, and then I I saw a whole bunch of people, and I'm like wait, wait, did everybody board and they're waiting for the next plane? It's like did the door close? And I got by the time I got there, it was like nine thirty three, and I was like shit, twenty minutes ahead. They shouldn't have closed the door at least. Uh, and then turns out they just started boarding, and then a plane ended up leaving at ten fifteen or ten thirteen to be exact. Uh, so <clears throat> I didn't need any food. I didn't need anything, so I just ordered the food on the plane, which is fine. Some people are like, "Why? Why would you order food there?" And then I'm like, "Well, actually, Alaska food isn't that bad. I always get the Northwest Deli box, which is six dollars. That's about five hundred and forty calories. And then uh, this time I got the breakfast, uh, scrambled egg, which I assume is like five hundred calories too. So I ate a thousand calories, and then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna come home and work out." And then no, that obviously didn't happen. I was tired as hell, so. And then, uh, you know, on the plane, I, I complained about this to my friend. And then uh, I uh, on the way there to New York and on the way back, um, on the way there, I sat in the aisle. Uh, and then there's a, a Chinese lady in the middle. And then on the way back, I sat by the window. And then there's a Chinese lady in the middle, too. Now, I know some people are nice. Some are good people. Uh, but I don't understand why they're so rude when it comes to space-wise. You know, it's not like it's not like uh, some six foot tall dude or like a really obese people. You know, then I would understand. I feel for the person. I'm like, dude, like that they and they generally don't pick those middle seats anyway, right? If you're like hella fat or like hella tall or whatever, because that's the worst position to be squeezed in. But these ladies, they're not. They're not. They're not big. They're not fat. I guess they're getting fatter because they're in America. There, I said it. But then, like, why this one lady on the way to New York City had her elbows over into my railing, and she had her purse 
over to my side and hitting my beautiful left thigh. And then I was just like, why Why are you so close? Like, can you like swing your you know, purse over and then just put it over your legs? And then elbow. I'll take the front of the elbow you know, rail and then you take the back or something, you know. And then they didn't speak English. So I just like, ah, oh, god damn it. Like, like, and then especially on the way there because it's an overnight flight. Like I got to New York at 6 in the morning. I, want, I try to catch some sleep. And then she kept poking me on the elbow. And then uh, from her elbow to my, my arm. And then I was just like, uh, uh, I just get up. And then like, god dang, it's breaking my sleep cycle. So Saturday, because of this, I didn't get sleep. I didn't eat much. You got super hammered fast. So I blame this lady. She contributed it to my getting drunk really fast Saturday afternoon and then making us miss a Saturday night. That's right. We passed out Saturday night, at, you know, and didn't do anything in New York, which is sad. But then again, that might be a testament to how some of us are getting old and like we can't party 24-7 like, you know, it was like even two, three, four years ago. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm getting old for this. And then so on the way back. This lady didn't have her elbow over. However, uh, she had her ankle. I mean, sh- she crossed her legs. And then I finally had some space under my seat. You know, I put my bag. And then I, I was able to stretch my right leg, you know, right beside the bag. So I can kind of stretch it a little bit. Apparently, there's a little more space if you're sitting by the window, I felt like. <clears throat> and then this lady was sleeping and had her legs crossed. And she was turning left. And then her leg kept going over to my leg. And then I'm like, lady, I didn't look at her. But then, like, she just passed out. And she snored hella loud. My headset died. So I find, when I finally, like, unplugged my headset, I'm like, holy shit, this lady's snoring so loud. And she has her leg over, keep hitting my leg. I'm like, the hell is this? And I'm like, she doesn't speak English, you know? And I, how do I, hey, you're being racist, man. You're taking, you're taking stereotype. No, I'm not. Well, maybe I... How am I? How am I thinking a stereotype? She doesn't speak English. Like, I what happened? You know, the first lady, I order water. She orders Sprite. Another lady beside her orders water, ice water. So the guy, the flight attendant guy, starts putting the ice in the water first. And then this lady in the middle goes, "No, Sprite, Sprite." And I'm like, "Lady, chill the fuck out. We're getting our water first. Jesus, like, think of this efficiency here, man. Like, you know, industrial operations, engineering, right here. Water first, Sprite next. It's coming. And then the fire guy was really nice. He's like, yes, 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 it's coming. It's coming. And then I'm like, God, why am I sitting next to this fob lady, man? And I'm just like, and then a, a lot of them are wearing this thick-ass jacket on the plane, which I don't understand. Like, dude, it's hot as shit. I mean, yes, like, just a sweater is sufficient. So I'm like... You know, not just their elbow, not just their ankle over the lane hitting me, but also the fucking jacket hitting me. And then it feels stuffy in between. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I had to do that four and a half hours and six hours and 20 minutes. So that's uh, that's almost 11 hours over the weekend that I had to endure. And then my headset died. So I couldn't listen to the music on the way back. I couldn't charge it. I forgot to charge it. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you get a Bluetooth headset. I'm like, well, you know what? That's better than getting the wired one and get it tangled and just like wanking it. You know, wanking it, wanking it, yanking it, not wanking it. Wanking it is like what you do at home later. Um, so, anyways, that that's my flight endurance trip. Uh, and then just the snow in general. 
And then I haven't seen a snow like this in Seattle in five years. The last time I saw this amount of snow, uh, which is like Midwest level, you know, when it generally snows, is probably five years ago. Five years and two weeks ago, I visited mid-January in 2012. I have some pictures too. Um, I was visiting just before I started to look at the apartment. Now, I got here. I rented a, what was a car? Dodge Charger. And then this was one of the moments I said I missed my CRV. I missed my all-wheel drive. Like, why am I driving a Charger? And then, you know, there's a cars are left, like abandoned left and right. Uh, I mean, snow isn't bad. They just have to clean it and salt the road. But they don't salt anything here, uh, you know, before the mountain range because that's going to ruin the trees. And then they don't have the plow trucks because, you know, you don't use them. I understand, but it's like an emergency situation like this. You should really clean it up. So snow isn't bad. They just have to clean it. There's like sleet all over and then people are like skidding left and right. And we had that again this year, although I missed the fun part of it. I came back and then a lot of it melted, but then it was still accumulated on the sidewalk and all that. And no, no one's on the road, you know, but so I never, I never seen snow like this in a long time. It's been five years. Maybe it's a sign. I got to get out of here. Like I saw it before I got here or like when I was about to come here. Now I see it again five years later. Maybe it's a sign. I have to go. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, so that's that is a snow story. There's an airplane story. And then um, no, I'm not knocking Chinese ladies in general. But guy, God, please, please be considerate. Like if you're a tiny Asian lady, just optimize a space instead of like going over to someone someone else's space. That lady didn't have anything under both ladies didn't have anything under their seat so they could have stretched their legs and then do their thing but you know i know and i know it's uncomfortable alaska is a little better compared to delta or united space-wise but my god like please be considerate and then i was like leaning towards left leaning towards right i felt like stephen hawking afterwards like that's a that's a pose i'm in so i'm like oh god so um anyways back to new york uh how was it so it was it was good the weather on saturday was got awfully chilly it was like 25 degrees 28 degrees or something as soon as i landed i'm like all right this is way too cold um but it didn't snow and then uh because it's cold and i had to wear my gloves i dropped my iphone when i was in hoboken poa park just killing time and then i dropped it and then i dinged it in three corners and i'm like great this trip is off to a great start you know and then i i got a little bit of paint on my car too the friday before so i was like what is this a dinging weekend it's like, this is stupid. And then I was mad at myself. I was just like yelling in this cold weather going, fuck. I have a little bit of yellow paint in the back of my car because I backed it up too much. And then I, I dropped this phone for over a stupid shit ordering Lyft because it was so cold. And I couldn't stand walking around Hoboken for so long. I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to freeze to death. So I ended up dropping the phone and then I got three dents. And I'm sure that's going to affect the resale value when I get the next iPhone. So I'm, I'm a little mad. But it's okay. That's life. You drop your phone. You don't use a case. That's what happens. I don't want to use a case anymore. Like, you know, they didn't design a phone just so you can you know, slap a case on it. But it's also Apple's fault. The phone is so damn slippery with that metal aluminum cover. So I'm mad at Apple at that too. And they haven't changed that design for three years. I hope they change it. It's probably going to be all glass phone. And then now the next time I drop it, I'm going to crack it left and right. But anyways. That's not the point. So I was in Hoboken. And I was like, wait, hold on. You were at JFK and I went all the way to Hoboken? Yes, I did. Because I didn't want to go straight to Midtown and wake my friend up. And then I want to go get the New Jersey mug. Which I didn't plan until the night before. Because I said, you know what? 
five if I land like five thirty in the morning, the traffic's gonna be pretty breeze and nothing's gonna be around. So I'm just gonna go straight to Hoboken. That Starbucks opens at six. I'm gonna grab some light breakfast. Gonna get a coffee because it's hella cold. And get a mug and say I was in New Jersey and then look at Hoboken a little bit. Nobody was there. Uh, it only took like 35 minutes to get there or something, and then it was pretty breeze. And then the the, the driver was pretty surprised too. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till 10 a.m." But this is pretty fucking awesome. Like no one's on the road. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. This is New York, and I, I can't believe I did this." And then uh, I got the New Jersey buck, so I added that to the to the collection now. So that's great. Uh, and then uh, I came back, but uh, it, I wanted to chill and walk around a little bit more and then maybe get a hot dog or something. But it was too cold. It felt like 22 degrees, 28 degrees. I got like a couple photos. I saw one drone uh, pilot dude near the Pier A Park. And then, um, but it was too cold. So I just went straight to my friend's place and then we watched the uh, EPL. And then we played FIFA and all that uh, before we headed out for brunch. By this time, I'm like so out of it. Uh, you, you know, like, and then I'm kind of caffeinated. So I kind of stayed up. And then uh, we started getting brunch and then uh, getting mimosas. I don't know how much. I don't remember how many mimosas I drank. Probably three or four. And then, um, you know, and because of. And then all the food there wasn't exactly a brunch. It was a lot of odor. So it's it like small food that we shared amongst eight people. So <laughs> it wasn't exactly filling up the stomach. So a lot of us got drunk. And then we went to this rooftop place. And then I had two Hendrix and Tonic. And then I was out of it by this point, and I'm like, I can't do this. And it was like 3, 4 in the afternoon, and then I was already like woozy and like passing out. And then the, I don't remember the third bar we went to. And then we, and then I do remember one thing, though. There's a lady who came out of the cab, uh, and then the, I heard a large snap, like a car crash sound. And then the one of the van hit the taxi door, and then the taxi door just snapped out. And then like, god dang, this lady didn't come out the right way. She should have come out to the sidewalk side of the door, but instead she came out on the roadside on such a tight, narrow road of New York. The door just went, like in a movie, and then that was so loud. I just remember that, and then, um, you know, it, anyways, that was the last thing I remember, and then drinking and then by the rooftop, and then by the time we got home. I don't know how we got back. Then apparently the plan was, okay, we're going to chill a couple hours and rest up and then go out again. Uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, I got up 10 at night and then I watched a UFC fight night. Saw the Korean zombie knockout. That went like, I was up for two hours, just watched that. And then I went back to sleep. Uh, the people, a couple guys were just uh, passed out. And then they got up like 4 in the morning. And then I got back up at like 7. And then... Uh, I was like, yeah, what happened? It's like, yeah, we burnt the Saturday night. That's what happened. And I, I was like kind of disappointed. I'm like, ah, oh, god dang. And like, I wanted to go out for that Saturday night because Sunday is Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, it's okay. We had fun as, as far as I could remember. Just getting drunk, walking around, getting food. So, uh, and then the next morning, I was just like, oh, where, where are yeah, let's go get food or something. And I don't know, Shake Shack, Shake Shack, McDonald's, McDonald's. Um... I wanted to go to the one McDonald's though uh, in New York. I know there, you know, there's like an experimental restaurant that you know you can order a burger from like a like a machine like they do in Europe on a, like a touch screen, and then they bring out the burger at a McDonald's. And I was like, I want to go to this store. I couldn't find it. It didn't happen, and we didn't get Shake Shack. But then uh, we got we got brunch, and then we got a beef hash, which was hella delicious. Uh, I was very surprised. And then uh, we hung out in the uh, this is Sunday. I hung out at the Highline. Uh, neighborhood i guess it's just sort of a hipster neighborhood um and i we somehow ended up in the uh, art museum the uh whitney uh art museum 
and that's not named after Whitney Houston. That's named after the Vanderbilt Whitney lady. Uh, you know that Anderson Cooper family. Yeah, that one. And the Vanderbilt University. Uh, and I was very surprised. Like, oh, I, this is actually the what was it? Two, two out of three weekends. Well, third weekend in a row. And these uh, shotgun trips I've been making. I go to an art museum of sorts. And this is the second time we got to go on a bit of a whim. It's not like it's not like the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum or the the Frank Lloyd Wright School that I wanted to visit this Saturday. It, it's not like I planned it ahead and we just went. And then I didn't know what this museum was. And this museum has at least the exhibit right now is uh, a lot of portrayals, uh, portraits, and new media stuff. And then the layout is really really similar to the uh, San Francisco MoMA. Uh, the elevator and stuff. I don't know if the architect is the same, but this thing, uh, I think, got renovated. You know, with the new neighborhood and stuff. Uh, so, you know, and yeah, it was a pretty cool building. But I artwork, I didn't like it as much. The price was same as San Francisco. It was twenty five dollars. But then again, goddamn, it's New York. And then, uh, and then, uh, I thought it was worth it. It was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of. Port- portraits and some sculptors and a lot of Andy Warhol who again once again I said I think is overrated not overrated but like overhyped in my opinion um there was one Georgia O'Keeffe piece and then there was a one but there was a one piece I like I cannot remember the exact name but it was a reflection of the uh, 1930s France and then the, the economic crash and all that I can't remember the piece or the artist's name I should remember but yeah and then uh, the layout was a little different in this museum because the first f- uh, floor that you would reach, which I think is a third floor or the fourth floor, was the uh, digital uh, media art and all that stuff, which personally, I don't you know, feel as much. I, I just don't get it. I know a lot of people stand around and watch the two-minute clips or the 20-minute clip of a movie, I, and then I, just, I just don't feel the, the new art that they have i just like the simple painting i sculpture i still don't feel it i don't have i i, don't, I haven't learned enough to get the appreciation of it yet you know i still like the abstract you know expressionist art and a little more consistency I and mean, then portraits you know they're good too but i don't know i don't like all the portraits so at least i don't know maybe i went at the wrong time but Art was good, but I didn't feel it as much, and it got kind of tiring after five floors of the similar uh, stuff over and over. So there was that, and then, uh, oh, in the Highline neighborhood, I saw the Samsung uh, office there, too, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the office where they had the crazy party. I think, uh, who who came? Was it Lady Gaga or something when they opened last year? Last, uh, last February? Spring? When they opened? They had a crazy party, and I'm like, dude, I want to I wanna join. Oh, it's not a retail store either. It's a, I think it's a design office or something. Uh, but I don't know. It was, it was a cool building. And then the Bumble, the dating website, Bumble was, uh, was right next to it. That was where the headquarters was, the meatpacking district. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I, it's like, I want to get a job. I don't know. Get a job at Bumble. But I, it was cool. A lot of tech companies are around in that 837 Washington uh, meatpacking area, which I didn't know. So that was cool. And then, um, yeah, we came back and watched Super Bowl. One bad thing that uh, I should have done more study earlier is that the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Maple Leafs visited Sunday and Monday, respectively. So the Raptors played Brooklyn Nets on Sunday. 
and the Leafs play the Islanders in Brooklyn Monday night. If I knew ahead of the time, I would have gone and watched either one, but um, I was only preoccupied with the Midtown Manhattan section of the New York that I didn't even pay attention to this. And uh, I originally wanted to go see the Knicks versus Cavs Saturday night, but the ticket starts at $220 for the stupid Knicks. I mean, yes, it's LeBron, but like, dude, I'm not going to sit way up there with the obstructed view for $220. And then the Rangers were playing the Flames uh, Sunday afternoon at 1, and that starts at like $130. And I'm like, I'm not what. And then I already saw the Rangers versus Flames when I last visited three years ago in uh, 2013 December. So I was like, I'm not watching this matchup again. I know it's three years old, but like, eh, nah. So didn't watch it, but my God, if I do. If I did my research, I would have stayed another couple of days and, you know, see at least the Leafs and the Islanders and see how bad that Brooklyn Barkley Center is for hockey because the uh, Islanders might be get kicked out or something. And then, um, you know, Raptors, you know, Brooklyn Nets, they're terrible, so the tickets are cheaper. So, you know, go for that game, but uh, that didn't happen. Uh, hang on a second. There's a lot of noise in the back, so I'm going to turn that thing off. All right, now I'm back. Uh, the... The, the baseboard heater was going off because it was getting cold in here but um, i turned it off it gets annoying uh so anyways i missed the sporting events but that's okay we're on a, such a limited time and then the, the super bowl was a main thing so uh and uh, i i was okay with it i'll go visit next time and i, I already saw msg and barclay center i was at a concert in barclay center last time but that's okay uh i wanted to go to the trump towers and I just wanted to take a picture and then, you know, do stupid Donald impressions and just be like, China, 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 Mexico, you know, all that stuff. But then apparently this time, instead of the anti-Trump rally, there was a Trump supporter rally on a Sunday. So I kind of wanted to witness that too and then just take a whole bunch of pictures and go. But the Trump Tower is way too far away. And then I'm sure there's a lot of security around it. So didn't make it. Uh, so... But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, we got three more years of this. And then, um, you know, whatever happens to the impeachment and then if he decides to leave or something, what difference does it make? So, anyways, that was a New York trip. And the Super Bowl, let's talk about that in the remaining time we have. Uh, that was not the best Super Bowl game I saw. That was, uh, that was uh, probably the most shocking last five minutes I saw. And then, as I said in the last episode, as I banged this table... Every Patriots game will come to the last five minutes of the last quarter. And then, it, boy, it didn't happen again. It didn't happen again. So Patriots won 34-28 in the overtime. There hasn't been an overtime in Super Bowl ever. Uh, yeah, I picked the winner. I got the over right, but I didn't get the total points right. So it won 62 points when the line was 58 at the end. Uh, but Patriots won by six. So they went over the line of four. It was three when I checked when I recorded the offside. Now, let's go over the prop bets before getting into the game a little bit. Uh, heads or tails? Tails. Uh, Luke Bryan, did he wear a hat? No, he wore jeans. Damn it. So I, Luke Bryan did bad to me. He didn't wear a hat. He didn't wear khakis. So he only res- shows his respect for the country only on the what on his head. So there's that. Anthem length. I recorded this. It was under 215. I, I timed it at 205. So that was good. Uh, first score of the game. It was a touchdown. So I got that wrong. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, God dang, I can't remember all the prop bets all of a sudden. Oh, halftime. Uh, they, Lady Gaga, she didn't sing Born This Way first. Actually, the she sang God Bless America first. I guess that counts. Um, and then, well, did Brian, Luke Bryan omit a word or anything. Uh, no, he didn't. He sang just fine. 
Uh, what else was there? Oh, uh, who's gonna win the MVP? I said Chris Hogan, but Tom Brady won. Uh, Tom Brady won that. Let me see. God, I had a list. I had a list. Halftime show. Brian. Da, 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 da. Oh, what hair color is Lady Gaga? Blonde. It was obviously blonde. Uh, first time scoring play, touchdown. They got that. First team to score, Atlanta. So I think I got that right. Team to score last in the game. Oh, I said Atlanta because, well, I un assumed that New England was going to be ahead. So I got that wrong. Uh, first touchdown score. I didn't do that. 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 Also, in the MVP, Tom Brady won. That was the easiest pick. I picked Chris Hogan again. That didn't happen. Who will uh, did they who did they mention? I don't I don't know what who mentioned. I don't know who Tom Brady mentioned. I think it was a teammate. So I have to check that Gatorade color. I don't know what Gatorade color it was this year because uh, they didn't show it. Uh, no Gatorade this year. Fifty one. So who who wins this bet? There's nothing. There's none. There's no option for no color. Uh, I mean, there's no option for no water or no Gatorade. So. Nobody wins. Everybody loses. There's no Gatorade. So there's that. There are the prop bets. Now, back to the game in the remaining minute or so that I have. I thought that game was over by third quarter, and somebody, and a lot of people left after the third quarter when we were watching the Super Bowl. But as Tom Brady in the South Park said, Tom Brady's never out. I'm Tom Brady. I'm never out. Never out. And then he was never out. And then... um. Atlanta, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Yes, there was a one uh, questionable call when uh, who was there was a holding call in Atlanta in the fourth quarter, and there was a face mag. It should have been an offsetting penalty, but that didn't happen. And then uh, Atlanta got backed up uh, like fourth and nineteen or something before Matt Ryan got sacked, which led to which put the Atlanta Falcons out of a field goal range and probably go up thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, what is it, thirty-one to twenty-one? So it kind of, you know. Uh, what is that word? You know, I can't remember. It, it, they miss a chance, but you know, Atlanta played a perfect three and a half quarters, uh, at least three quarters. Um, and you know, Atlanta's offense never got on the field in the second half. You know, Brady was on the entire time, and then maybe there was a fatigue, and then Brady started, you know, dialing it in, and I, you know, Brady wasn't making passes either. He got one interception, you know, pick six off of him. But when Malcolm Mitchell came in and started catching the ball, and then it kind of started spreading the field. Because before that, I didn't. I saw a couple catches from Edelman, you know, a few from Amendola, a couple, maybe to Chris Hogan. But it wasn't and Martellus Bennett. But it wasn't. It wasn't evenly spread, right? and it was keep missing. But as soon as Malcolm Mitchell Mitchell came in, you know playing as a Brendan LaFell, best impression of him, doing that and started making catches. It kind of gave Amendola, Edelman, and Chris Hogan a bit of a chance, and Edelman made that crazy catch. And then, I don't know, I, it was a crazy catch, but I wasn't going all over it because we've seen so many crazy catches after Odell Beckham and all that, so I, I don't know anymore. I, I'm I, There's no wow factor anymore for any of these catches. Like David Tyree and then the Jermaine Curse two years ago, those two catches I remember, and then Santonio Holmes, that one. But now I'm like, eh, I guess we kind of, there's no wow factor anymore in these catches. And then Brady started getting more accurate and started picking the Falcons apart, you know? And it wasn't exactly like Falcons secondary didn't, like, cover these guys either because they did. Like, Brady got, Brady got a couple passes to Edelman in really tight areas and to Amendola. And I was very surprised. I was like, wow, this guy's zoned in now. And... 
and I think the doubt just creeped in in Atlanta's head, you know. And then uh, they they scored, and then they converted two point conversions, and then it worked. And the Patriots are the champs. I I still can't believe that comeback happened. It's the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, and it's their fifth ring. And Tom Brady is not the first. He tied for the most number of rings as a player. I think he's gonna come back. I don't think he's gonna retire. You know, and then he got he's got to finish his Infinity Gauntlet and get that sixth one next year and on. And I know he said he wants to play till he's forty five. He's gonna be forty. You know, and then Belichick, I think he's gonna keep coaching until Brady retires. So, yeah, that was a hell of a game. But then um, it wasn't really much of a game until the last quarter, especially the last five minutes. And uh, Falcons made some odd calls, in my opinion, offensively. Like why are they why are they in a shotgun format in their own ten or whatever instead of running the ball and give Matt Ryan a little more space? That's kind of a risky move. Um, Kyle Shanahan, he's gone, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's for the better. I hope I hope the Falcons are okay. They remind me a lot of the Seahawks, you know, with their young defense and then the uh, the really good offense. Uh, but. You know, a loss like this can sting. You know, when the Seahawks last choked one away, um, they said, you know what, we, we moved on from that, uh, you know, the we should have run the ball thing, you know, we move on. But I don't know. I don't think that's the best answer, you know. I've seen some sports teams do that when they have a pretty traumatic, you know, way they lose things, like the Toronto Maple Leafs did uh, four years ago against the Boston Bruins. You know, we moved on from that, you know, when they gave up a 3-1 lead or whatever. 3 nothing lead going into the third qu- uh, third period. No, we know in the Seahawks. No, we moved on from that. You know, we're gonna win again. And then you know what? The team hasn't been same again. Both teams. So, you know, at least Brady and these guys, the Patriots, are like, you know what? We never forget. You know, we we want to rectify it. We want to rectify it. We want to correct it. We're gonna come back, all fired up, and do that stuff. I think that's what the real winners and the like, you know, dynasty does. And I hope the Falcons say that too. Say, like, you know what? This sucks. We choked it away. And then some players apparently started saying stuff like. We don't want to lose like this. We would rather lose in a conference championship rather than losing in a Super Bowl. So close and then lose like this. Uh, you know what? That, that's probably a testament to the uh, amount of shock and then the grievances they have to go through this offseason. But, you know, like Bill Belichick says, it's a five weeks before the draft. Got to start working. Just get to work. Do your job. And then uh, we're going to come back again. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's so fired up working in five weeks, you know? And then it's not like the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins and the Indy Colts got some leg up for having an extra three weeks or something, right? Uh, and I'm a Colts fan. But um, you know what? After the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, hands down, um, he's the best quarterback. He, he passed Montana, in my opinion. And then, um, you know, and he's a Michigan guy. And then some people some people are giving a flack about that, by the way. It's like, oh, all these uh, Midwest Michigan people, like, they really liked him when they came in. And they they wanted Drew Hansen to play quarterback in the, uh, what was it, in year 2000. And I'm like, I wasn't there. I wasn't in that situation. I was like 10. I just immigrated to Canada. So don't yell at me for being that one of the Wolverine fans that wanted to bench Brady for Drew Hansen. I wasn't there. We're proud of him, okay? And I'm not like one of those New York fans, the Jets fans that's at Michigan games. Like, you know, I'm a Jets fan, but Brady, Brady, man. I hate the Patriots, but I don't hate him as much because of Brady. I hated that when I was at the Michigan games, you know, back in the day. And then a lot of drunk New York people says that shit. And I'm like, dude, get over it. You're a Jets fan. 
Um, and I'm a Colts fan, but I admit it. You know, so I just got like, dude, Brady has numbers. He he's just more clutch. Eli's better. I admit. And then uh, you know, he's the greatest. And uh, I hope he comes back. I hope we see a sixth run. And then uh, parody sucks. I want dynasty. I want dominance. You know. I want some legacy. I want some stability of something instead of a champ changing every year. That's not fun. I wanted the Seahawks to do that, and then the Seahawks choked it away, you know, because of the crazy coach Pete Carroll he is. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, and then uh, I think Tom Brady's gonna visit the White House. I know two people, Martellus Bennett and I think Garrett Blount said they're not gonna visit the White House, the Trump White House. Um, but you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they're good friends with the uh, the Donald, so um, I think they'll visit. I know Tom Brady didn't visit the White House last time when Obama was there, you know, because he's just like, you know, just like I don't want to visit. I had a family commitment, and then he was at an Apple store in New York or something. <laughs> but then, um, you know, and then uh, some people would be like, I know, there, I saw that some of that stuff too, like, uh, oh, supporting Tom Brady is like, and the uh, Patriots is like giving it to. Uh, I guess uh, giving into the white privilege. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick perfectly exemplifies the uh, white privilege, and I'm like, uh, maybe because you know the quarterbacks and all that. I'm mad Ryan too, probably just quarterbacks in general because a lot of them are white, but uh, and then they make the most money. Okay, I get it, but yeah, you want to pick the whole team to do that, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, because just because two of them or some of them are friends with Donald, really, I'm like. And you know what? You know, great athletes are great athletes, no matter what kind of human beings they are. You know, I just say that like Ty Cobb is probably the greatest uh, hitter after George Sisler, Ichiro, and uh, Pete Rose. Uh, but he probably murdered a guy, and then he's a well-known Georgia racist. So, you know, and then human-wise, he's a piece of shit. Same for O.J. Simpson. He was a hell of a running back. He's definitely a Hall of Famer, but yeah, he killed two people. But as an athlete, I'd be like, eh. I used to be, you know, be one of those people. Like, I, you can't have a murder in Hall of Fame, but now I just don't care. You know, Hall of Fame does their own thing. I don't care. Tom Brady probably voted for Trump. So does Peyton Manning. All these, all these, especially white athletes, probably supported for Trump. So why am I not surprised? Football coaches, you know, unlike the basketball coaches, a lot of them are, like, really conservative. You just work hard, do your job, and then uh, you get what you want. There's nothing handed to you, right? So why should government do that for you? You work your ass off and you get it. This is America. That's a football coach's mentality. So they all vote for Republicans. So are you surprised? So anyways. Oh, and then uh, Super Bowl commercials. They all sucked. Uh, the, the commercials sucked. The game sucked. So it was unbearable to watch uh, for a little bit. So I'm not surprised that some people walked out. And then uh, I guess the one commercial that got a lot of flack is the uh, 84 Lumber. And uh, they said, you know, there was like it, it, it kind of touched the emotions of many people you know given the political climate with the uh muslim man and the wall building and then all that stuff and i did go to the website 84 lumber after that the website crashed it didn't work and then uh and then out apparently I, it wasn't my fault everybody said no, no, the website went down and i'm like what a company and then uh 84 lumber if i remember right they apparently do the uh what is it the building materials uh they're they're in texas or something they're from the south i thought Oh no, they're based out of Pennsylvania. Um, so the ad basically chronicles. It was like a minute thirty long, and then they said, "You want to see the remaining thirty seconds or the four minutes of it? Just go to our website." So there's like a family, assuming Mexico, Mexico, some are good people, uh, but they're rapists. They don't deal drugs. They're criminals. And then, um, but these are the two mother and a madre and a daughter coming in, and, you know, packing bag and getting on a truck, and then you know, traveling, you know, all that hardship. <laughs> And then, 
if you go online and watch the commercial, spoiler alert, uh, they say, you know, we the, there was a wall when they got to the end of it, and then they opened the door and walked through the wall, uh, the, the wall, the beautiful door. It's going to have a beautiful wall and a beautiful door, like Trump said. They just walk in, and then uh, what was the slogan they said? Uh, it is a country where the opportunities, you know, you, you're welcome in this country if you're willing to work for the opportunities or something. And then I got, I'll, I'll be honest, I got triggered and I'm like, what kind of hokey shit is this? And then, uh, I, and I was like, really? Like, I guess, I mean, it's a building material company, so you need this fucking wall to make money the next four years. So I'm not surprised, but... I don't know. I was just, I just said, I thought it was a cheap pop using a wrestling term. What is cheap pop? It's a cheap way of getting yourself you know, booed or get cheered, you know? Like, and I'm like, this is so cheap, you know, the way they do it. But am I triggered because they did the commercial? No, somebody had to do it. You know, that's the point of having a Super Bowl commercial. It needs to, be con- it needs to create a controversy and then uh, it needs to create the dialogue. Otherwise, and then I don't know what the fuck 84 Lumber was. I don't work for Home Depot. So how would I know? So, you know, it got the company's attention. So you either love them or hate them. But it got the brand awareness across. So I got suckered into it. But I didn't talk about it as much. I just got like, what the hell is this? But, you know, I'm, I don't, if they believe, I don't know if they believe it or not. Like Chick-fil-A, like they don't care about, you know, they don't, they don't consider homosexuality, you know, a natural thing. And then it's not God willing. Oh, yeah, the exact uh, word was, the will to succeed is always welcome here. The will to succeed is always welcome here. Yeah, I'm willing to succeed. But the problem is, uh, there are some people that got more leg up than I do. And then some people say, yeah, I got some leg up too. You know what? I admit it. I admit it. I admit. I admit. You know, but, you know, I... I, I, I don't have the fucking money to pay for the Super Bowl commercials like these guys, okay? So whatever and then uh, immigration issue eh. so is that is that supporting the immigration are they s- i don't know what this means they built a wall and a door so you know, the fact that i'm talking about it this long means that that commercial worked it worked and then all the marketing people are gonna freaking out right now they might be saying yes it worked it worked it touched the emotions and evoked all the conversations and then now everyone knows what 84 number is love it or hate it people know what it is it's like Haters make me famous, um, you know, that kind of mentality. But I, I, I have to think about, you know, what these other companies put. There's no other commercial that was good. Kia one with Melissa McCarthy, I guess, was funny. But the other ones, just like, ugh. Yeah, ugh. I, I don't remember. It was so immemorable. Immemorable? Is that a word? But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. I went a little over time on this, you know, talking about New York snow and that, uh, all that stuff uh, and the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, I got to get back to work. Now it's 6.30 in the morning. I better clean up. I should start working out. I haven't been going. Oh, well, I can't work out. I, I got I to gotta do this. I got to fix my toe. So uh, I'm not going to be walking for a couple of days. So anyways, I'll talk about that next week. And then uh, I'll get back to you soon. Maybe have an offsode. Oh, I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona this weekend. You know, watch hockey and then come back. Do a shotgun day trip. Okay? Bye-bye.